and welcome to Primary Care Spotlight, the podcast that brings you all the latest news and insights from Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub. Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub is delivered in partnership with Kerner Health CIC, working on workforce development programmes across the Cornwall health and care system, and we are here to support all those working in primary care. Hello and welcome to Primary Care Spotlight. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the Staff Bank, which is a staff bank that is tailored towards primary care and brought to you by Kerner Health. If you are either a clinician or a non-clinical person working in primary care or wanting to work in primary care, this episode will be of interest to you because you may be interested in joining the Staff Bank, but particularly uh, of interest to surgeries who are looking to fill some gaps in their clinics uh, with some local, more casual workers. Do listen all the way to the end of the episode. As always, there's some useful information. There'll be more information in the description with some contact email addresses. Uh, and if you have any more questions or want to find out a bit more, please do contact us. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi Miriam, uh, welcome to the podcast. If you could just introduce yourself, that'd be great. Hi, um, so I'm Miriam and I'm the Staff Bank Coordinator for Kerner Health and I, it's a relatively new role uh, for Kerner Health which I started beginning of December. Um, yeah, and kind of before joining Kerner Health I was working for an NHS trust elsewhere in the southwest, and I was working within their trust bank team so I've kind of got a bit of experience before coming into this role of helping support services and find staffing yeah so I'm really enjoying being in this role and, and getting to know the practices yeah great and I bet it's been a bit of a different experience working with primary care to, to the hospital yeah. staff bank yeah, it is a bit different but a lot of the principles are the same yeah because I think I asked you to do this podcast back in December when you just sort of started <laughs> I thought we'll give you a little bit of time to settle into the job and uh, find your feet and stuff yeah definitely I've definitely appreciated that I've kind of <laughs> Out my feet a bit more. <laughs> Great. All right. So, if you start off by just telling us, uh, like, what is the staff bank? Um, so, the staff bank is essentially uh, a central pool of staff who are employed and managed by Kerner Health um, to support and assist practices across Cornwall with their short-term staffing gaps. And the staff bank is available to all practices across Cornwall to access. And so, why was the staff bank created? Is probably a good place to start yeah absolutely and health really saw and understood how difficult accessing locums or short-term cover can be for practices and we're kind of aware that some practices do have pools of additional staff or people that they might be able to pull on but this does vary from practice to practice um, and particularly when it comes to smaller practices we're just really aware that these options can be limited and yeah. staff gaps can have a really great impact on them as well so the staff bank was just created as another avenue for practices to utilise and explore resource for all practices to access. And um, kind of out of seeing that need, we're kind of aware that it's something around about 75% of staff that are working in practice in, in Cornwall are employed part-time. So there's kind of potential within the existing workforce to pick up additional shifts. Um, not everyone wants to, but some people do. So some staff who do want to pick up hours, availability might not match what they're looking for, but it might with another practice. So the staff bank is just a way of enabling this and kind of matching staff with practices as well. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that because when in the past I've been trying to like hire new new nurses, say coming from um, secondary care or new to primary care, often one of the issues is is that the hours are part time and they want full time and and things like that. So actually being able to say there will be you know you can join a staff bank and you know pick up shifts elsewhere as well is sort of a, a nice option for people to be able to have. Yeah, absolutely, and it kind of means that they can kind of get to know different practices as well. Um, yeah. kind of connect some more staff to support them across which is great when was the staff bank created how long has it sort of been going on then um so it was started back in 2019 and it's kind of grown incrementally since as word of mouth spread and particularly due to the pressures of covid after the last few years that's really grown it and we've kind of through that we've kind of launched the covid vaccinator side of the bank as well so mm. um, covid shaped it as well what what kind of work is available on the staff bank? Uh, you know, I suppose who who can sort of join it and whatnot. Sure. Um. So we take a wide range of roles on the staff bank. Um. So I'll just run through the different roles. So we've got locum GPs, uh, advanced nurse practitioners, practice nurses, HCAs, phlebotomists, paramedics, reception staff, and admin staff. And then kind of looking into the future, we're hoping to start recruiting for pharmacists and dispensers and um, potentially looking into some of the R's roles and um, just because we're really aware of the variety of work that happens in primary care and we just want to support in the best way that we can by kind of being able to provide pretty much all the roles that are mm. happening so pretty much any role that's in primary care we're happy to take on the bank. Yeah, that's great. So say the practices are listening to this and they think, right, I'm not a member of the staff bank. How do practices sort of put shifts onto the staff bank? How does that process kind of work? So if they're not already signed up to the staff bank, uh, they'll need to contact myself or Kona Health um, and we'll send them a business to business agreement, which just kind of outlines how the bank operates and what they're signing up to and then we'll send them a link to login which we're we're just changing over from our previous digital platform onto Roadmaster at the moment so they'll get access to Roadmaster. they'll be online through the web portal um, and they'll be able to see their shifts that they might have previously posted and post their shifts as well and see who's booked into shifts that they've posted so it's all done online but kind of we get a lot of last minute availability as well so sometimes it's this afternoon we we don't have someone can you try and find someone to stay out tomorrow so they'll just let me know directly um, and let them know if we're able to cover that or not yeah that's amazing because there is like sort of a whatsapp group and, and facebook group and things like that that those messages and things go out on don't they to try and see if anyone can, yeah. can fill their shifts our Facebook page will kind of post like next week's upcoming shifts as well kind of weekly just so we're highlighting them to our bank staff as well for them to see what's kind of coming up quite quickly. So I suppose that answers a little bit like how do practices find staff for shifts obviously through the digital platform and maybe social media and things but is there other avenues that they can go down? Uh, So I think the best way is when I contact the staff directly so Mm -hmm. it's really when they say I've got these shifts. These are kind of our, our really important ones that we need to cover. And then I just generally call around our bank staff um, and just kind of see if they've got any availability that matches it. And sometimes the practice might be looking for a practice nurse, um, mm-hmm. but I might have a HCA that's available instead. So sometimes yeah. it's just with the practice and saying, is a HCA suitable? Is there anything you can shift around to help them cover what you need? Yeah. 
works and sometimes that, that they don't quite have the right skills but um, it's always worth having that conversation to see if you've got alternative um, solutions as well. You sort of mentioned the different types of staff but who can register on the staff bank then in regards to skills and things like that? Um, so we have uh, clinical and non-clinical staff on the bank um, kind of looking at our clinicians, uh, we've got a lot of experienced clinicians who are working part-time clinicians who are kind of perhaps working more in a hospital or hospice setting, but they've got some incredible transferable skills. And so they're, they're also on our bank. Um, so we really have to take pretty much anyone who's got um, skills that they're able to use and really want to kind of work in primary care. Um, kind of with our non-clinical, so that's like our admin function. Um, we kind of try and give them like system training so they've got some uh, like front of house skills so kind of answering yeah. the telephone and things like that just so that they're happy to kind of go into the settings um, and work kind of on the front line answering the phone calls from patients calling in. So people listen to this who are thinking about joining the staff bank if you register on a staff bank do you have a contract like how, how does that kind of work? Yeah so our banks are split into two categories um, so we've got casual and locum workers and our locum workers are generally our um, GPs and mm-hmm. they are effectively self-employed. So they'll pay their own tax and national insurance and they sign an affiliate agreement opposed to a contract. And the affiliate agreement essentially just sets out how the bank operates. And with our casual workers, they are they work for Kona Health on a zero hours contract. And um, so we'll sort out all their tax and stuff and they'll, they'll be paid through us. Oh, great. That, I mean, and that's a real benefit to people who are not so self-employed and aren't interested in sort of like having to go down that road of sorting out all their own taxes and stuff. It's That's good to know that you can just sort of do that. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely makes it a bit easier for some people. OK, so say somebody's now decided to join the bank, they've you know contacted you, they've joined up, they're going to be a casual locum worker, they've decided all that. How do they find the sort of shifts then? Sure. So in some ways, it's very similar to how practices post uh, shifts and find staff. We'll get a login to Master. Um, There's also an app that they can download um, as well. So they can view the shifts through the app. Mm -hmm. Um, And when practices post a shift on Rotomaster, Rotomaster automatically sends an email to our bank staff to say this shift is available, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. And then... They can see them through our WhatsApp group or online through our Facebook page. Um, or I'll phone them up and say, are you available to work now? And that's kind of the best way for them to find out. Um, sometimes practices do contact people who've worked there previously as well and say, are you available to work next week? Which is another way of doing it as well. And just sort of, I guess, touch on travel because um, this covers the whole of Cornwall, doesn't it? So obviously people might not be willing to necessarily travel how does that kind of work so bank staff can set the distance that that they're willing to travel so some people might say i'm willing to travel 10 miles or 20 miles whatever they feel comfortable with Um, so we'll generally contact them about shifts that are within that locality they might see other shifts that are posted slightly further afield but they obviously don't have to apply to them if they're if they're not happy to travel that far that's absolutely fine sometimes if we're really looking for something that's slightly further afield than they necessarily said that they will, well, we might offer to cover travel and kind of pay their mileage over a certain distance as well. And if there's travelling involved during their shift, um, they might be home to do a home visit. 
then mileage would also be covered within that as well. Oh, that's great. How how are they paid? And I guess what are they paid people perhaps want to know? Sure. Um, so rates are set by each practice um, and the rates will differ slightly um, depending what the, each practice sets it at. Um, and it's up to the individual when they go to book that shift if they're happy to accept that pay rate. So they can negotiate it yeah. um, to a degree and obviously the practice would have to agree that. And if they're a casual worker, so they're on our zero hours contract, uh, they're paid monthly in arrears by Turner Health. So we'll either take the like, electronic timesheet off Rotomaster mm-hmm. or if they've had to do it through a paper timesheet, um, they'll send that to us, which I generally send a reminder out each month to say, if you've got a paper timesheet, please let me know um, so we can add it to their uh, and send it off to payroll. As it's paid uh, in arrears, if they've kind of worked in April, they'll get paid at the end of May for that, for those hours that they've worked. And with our locums who are self-employed, they will invoice the practice directly and the practice will settle their invoice with them. All right, amazing. Okay, so say that we've got people listening and think that they'd quite like to maybe join the staff bank, but I think sometimes people are a bit worried about sort of locum work and it's maybe sometimes outside the comfort zone. What sort of support do we give to people on the staff bank? Um, so there's a whole range of things. So if people join the, the staff bank, they're able to access the training catalogue, which includes a whole variety of training. Um, including passport to primary care, which is great for people that haven't necessarily had a lot of experience working in primary care. It includes diabetes and asthma training as well. So if they're needing to upskill, they're able to access that through the bank. We're able to offer coaching and mentoring, um, getting helping them get their competencies signed off, uh, mm-hmm. which we work with practices to do as well. Clinical supervision, uh, appraisals. And then we're just starting to offer like revalidation support and guidance for people who might not necessarily have had to redo their revalidation mm-hmm. or haven't done it in a while. Um, and just so we're able to talk them through the process on how to do that as well. And then for our locums, we're kind of putting together a package for them that includes uh, professional supervision and also um, some guidance of what it means to be self-employed and how to set yourself up doing that as well. So there's a, there's a whole range of different areas of support that we're able to give our bank staff yeah and all that training if they've joined the bank that's then free to them isn't it they don't have yeah. that if it's on their education program yeah to contact me and say that they want to do the training and um, I can kind of give them the codes to get get themselves booked into that free yeah so it's just I guess it's just that extra layer of support that if they were just sort of looking in on their own to yeah. practices that you wouldn't wouldn't perhaps have I guess that sort of answers a bit of the next question that I had, which is why why would people sort of want to join the bank, really? Um, so I think the biggest draw to the bank is that flexible working. So you can pick and choose which shifts you're able to cover when you want to work and how it fits around the, the rest of what you're doing. Um, and there's great opportunities to kind of build and develop skills to work within primary care and kind of get to know different practices as well and kind of there's a whole range of shifts that they're able to do, which is great. You mentioned sort of flexible working and picking and choosing uh, shifts. I, I know sometimes some people might be worried if that's maybe they were thinking about just going on to Staff Bank because they really did want that flexibility. Is there is there quite a lot of shifts or more shifts coming onto the bank now? Are practices starting to engage um, with it and put shifts up? 
I think it's I think it's a mixture. Um, so for our GPs and practice nurses, I'd say there's a, a wide range of availability, but that's something we're still really keen to kind of grow and develop is kind of that practice engagement as well, particularly for our, like our HCAs and our phlebotomists as well, just because we've got some incredible people on the staff who've got some great skills. And I'd say the majority of our HCAs at the moment are actually student nurses as well. So kind of getting them into practices is great because obviously that's going to help practices as well particularly if they're a bit understaffed um, at the moment. It's something that I, did, I think you did want to touch upon that it is really important that practices do upload shifts so that people can see the shifts are there and you know the sort of a bit of a chicken and the egg situation isn't it? It is yeah absolutely. So I think we've covered pretty much everything there but is there any sort of like things you sort of just want to add or any final messages or anything like that? I, I guess my main thing is kind of just encouraging practices to upload shifts. I would say we're, we're not necessarily going to be able to cover every single shift that gets put up, but we, we will work hard to kind of try and get as many shifts covered yeah. as possible. Yeah, I'm just really kind of keen keen to see our bank really grow and develop um, as well. And I'd say if anyone's got any thoughts that they might want to be joining the bank, then please do get in contact and I'm happy to kind of discuss it in more detail and go through any questions that people might have about joining the bank. I think we say this at every podcast, but I think the main thing is if you've listened to this and had any sort of questions or you want to know more, contacting us and just having that conversation or talking to you is probably the best place to start because sometimes it's easier just to have those conversations one-on-one and chat to people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for speaking to me, Miriam, and taking the time to explain a bit more about our uh, staff bank. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to talk about it. All right. Take care. Bye. That's all today from Primary Care Spotlight. Thank you for listening and I look forward to you joining me again soon. For more information, you can visit our website www.kernerhealthcic.org.uk forward slash cornwall training hub. You can also follow us on Twitter at cornwall underscore th and on Facebook at cornwall training hub. To speak to the training hub team about how we can help your practice or career, please contact us at kernerhealthcic.workforce at nhs.net. If you have content ideas or would be interested in being interviewed for the podcast, please do get in touch. Bye for now.